Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Free Fatty Fridays on the Health via Modern Nutrition HVMN podcast. This is your host, Jeffrey Wu. For my last Free Fatty Friday, it was a bittersweet one. It was a farewell to my hometown for a long time, San Francisco, California. And this week's Free Fatty Friday is my initial week, week and a half impression from my new hometown, Miami, Florida. I'm going all in, fully pulled the trigger. In fact, I have my Florida's driver's license already issued, registered to vote here, going full Miamian, full Floridian. Very excited to be part of this community that absolutely has that underdog energy, that immigrant mentality, bunch of people from the tech community, from Wall Street, from the creator community, from Los Angeles, New York, Silicon Valley, all coming here, the crypto community, different folks from the athletic and human performance community, all in town, ready to build the future of our society, really envisioning what is possible. So excited to be part of this exciting, energetic, optimistic community. Now, for this conversation this week, I wanna focus on three things that have really stuck out to me as refreshing given this move, but the move was just a catalyst for some of these realizations or an underlining or an emphasis on three main topics that doesn't actually require moving to implement into your life. So I'm gonna overview and talk through these three concepts and whether you're moving or not moving, obviously I'm fortunate to be able to move relatively quickly on, on the turn of a dime here. But even if you cannot move, you have obligations in your hometown, some of these principles can still be useful for you to at least shift the mindset to take the most out of your life uh, the year we have in front of us. So the three concepts I want to underline is one, autophagy. Usually we talk about autophagy in terms of metabolism, recycling of damaged organelles and damaged cells as we go through a fasting or periods of low metabolic activity or nutrition, right? Fasting triggers some of these autophagy pathways. But how do we talk about autophagy in terms of our schedule and our productivity? That's one key topic. The second topic I wanna to talk about is novelty. How incorporating new stimulus creates new ideas and oftentimes going into patterns year and year again and again and again is likely a path towards mental aging if not, or pre premature mental aging if not physical, uh, longitudinal, time-based aging. And lastly, the serendipity of physical interaction, physical collisions that's so hard to replicate in still in, in, in the digital world, even though some of those tools are becoming more and more advanced. So, to summarize, I want to talk about autophagy as it relates to our life and our schedules. I want to talk about novelty in the sense of how we inject new stimulus to keep our minds and our, our attitude young and childlike and talking about serendipity. Hey guys, this is Jeff Wu interrupting my podcast for a special offer, a special announcement for you. As you might know, HVMN just launched the new Keto Food Bar and they're yummy, they're delicious, and I wanna make a special personal offer for you to give you a discount to get those into your hands. So for a limited time only, use the discount code JEFF10. That's G-E-O-F-F -F number one, number zero. JEFF10 
for a 10% discount on the keto food bar on hvmn.com. We got Mexican hot chocolate, one of my personal favorites. We got vanilla shortbread, we got chocolate chunk, and of course, we got the everything bagel, which is legit savory, garlicky, oniony. And these have become staples in my own personal life. I like to eat this with a cup of coffee for breakfast. I've been using the Mexican hot chocolate, the vanilla as grab and go bars when I'm biking, when I'm out on the town, when it's not easy for me to eat healthy, eat keto. So these are certified organic. They actually are yummy. They aren't these weird synthetic artificial tasting bars you might see that are keto compliant, but have a bunch of fake IMOs and things that actually spike glycemic response. And of course, while they're also certified organic and they actually taste good, these have been tested on continuous glucose monitors. So they actually have flat glycemic response on your blood sugar. So essentially it's a, a fasting mimetic, but we're still delivering almost 300 calories of healthy fat and 12 grams of healthy protein and grass-fed collagen. These are legit. I'm so excited for you to try them and use my personal discount code, Jeff10, to get a special 10% discount. So check it out and enjoy and back to the program. So if you've been following us on the HVMN program a lot, you likely have heard about fasting autophagy so often. And this is one of my favorite analogies in terms of translating autophagy's interesting insight from a science perspective, from a biology perspective, from a physiology perspective, and translating that notion to the rest of our lives. So autophagy is a metabolic process in which during periods of low nutritional availability signaled through AMPK, which is an energy sensing pathway or mTOR, when there's low energy or low nutritional availability, the body reacts and has a response saying, hey, we're not having an abundance of energy. We have potentially a shortage of energy. We need to go through an emergency scavenging process to look and scatter through all of the ambient organelles and cells that happen to be damaged or suboptimal, break them down, recycle them, and turn them into fresh new Comp, uh, components for fresh new cells. And this is a very useful reason for why people like myself are uh, encourage and recommend incorporating some sort of intermittent fasting at some sort of schedule into your lifestyle. Giving our bodies a pause, a thoughtful pause to reconsolidate, clean up damaged organelles and recompose them into healthy, fresh cells makes a lot of sense from a systems engineering perspective. Now, that of course makes sense from a physiology perspective. Why don't we have this concept into our lives? If you actually think about it, our schedules, our calendars, our regular meetups or friend circles or business meetings, just accrue up meetings, accrue up obligations, accrue up junk that we never have a real catalyst to just delete and cut. This is like your email inbox piling up over and over and over again until there's 50,000 emails and you just cannot deal with it because there's never a pause to that email. There's never a time to autophagy and triage everything and restart anew. So when this pandemic happened and 
especially when I made the move from San Francisco to Miami, well, I was forced, physically forced, to transport my body and my key possessions to a completely new city. And this forced pause was a very natural catalyst to take an autophagy lens to my life, to my lifestyle, to my calendar. And this has spanned across not just the calendar because I've had to obviously shift everything around, delete meetings that no longer made sense on my calendar given the time change, but that has also inspired me to think about what am I doing for my workouts? Obviously, when I was in San Francisco with all the gyms closed and a tough availability to you know, do exercises at a park, in Miami, I have access to gyms. I get to now rethink the types of exercises and workouts I want to do. So I'm very excited to reincorporate barbell workouts in, in a more heavy lifting as opposed to just calisthenics or just uh, bands that I had access to in my apartment or just at the park. So even from a workout perspective, it helped me rethink my patterns there. Uh, from an eating pattern, right? Like my favorite restaurants I like to DoorDash or uh, Uber Eats from, or like I can, I can walk to completely rechange. So I need to explore new grocery stores, new restaurants, and think about how I wanna incorporate that. And given just that a lot of my business is still based on West Coast time, being on East Coast time feels like such a time advantage because I'm three hours ahead of the curve. So as opposed to now being rushed to wake up and have to just jump into meetings directly, I actually have some time now to have a cup of coffee, really start you know journaling in the morning, take a breath of fresh air, get that sunlight, take a light walk, think before going to my first meetings. So I've still not figured out my exact schedule yet, but I'm really excited that I have the opportunity to re-underwrite what my morning routine could look like given this new paradigm and new goals I wanna focus on. And then lastly, given that my workflows and tooling has changed a lot, I'm just now re-underwriting, re-looking at all my process workflows. One thing that I've always wanted to do but never had a chance to actually implement was journal. And a tool that I'm experimenting with is a tool called Rome Research no sponsorship, no nothing, just have heard great things on the internet. And it seems like a pretty cool way to take notes that are linked as a network versus a hierarchical graph. So it's a kind of an interesting hyperlinked way to track my, uh, my nodes. And this seems pretty useful for my use case because one thing that I found really interesting and hopefully this might be interesting for you is that I want to take notes for every single meeting and every single person I've ever met. And uh, this was inspired by I, I, you know, one of my advisors and uh, one of our board members on the H Men board is uh, General Peter Pace, who is a former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I remember the first time he came to our office, this is a couple of years ago now, he met every single person at our company, he shook everyone's hand, he looked everyone straight in the eye, and he remembered and, and reflected everyone's name to them as he, in, he introduced himself and he remembered every single person's name as he wrapped up the meeting with us in, in two hours later. And I thought that was so badass, so cool. And it's so commonplace that you hear all the time, hey, I'm very bad with names. And just seeing how deliberate, thoughtful statesmen like that 
interaction was inspired me to really think, hey, no, this is it's not an excuse to say, hey, I'm just bad at remembering names. It's just a skill that I have not prioritized and it's a skill that I want to have as a part of my reputation, a part of my repertoire. So having that in the back of my head, I've been very much more thoughtful about remembering people's names when I first meet them, but I want to turbocharge that with technology. So I not only want to just remember everyone's name, I want to take notes after my meetings to understand and remember life events important to them. So when I meet you again, you know, two years later, I still remember your dog's name, your, uh, your favorite sport, your favorite sports team. And I think that's where the thoughtfulness of wanting to do that, plus the availability of technology and tools, that's where the sweet spot of human and te technological innovation really come together. So that's really where I like to thrive, where as HVMN, I'm obsessed with human performance, but I'm not a Luddite in the sense that technology has enabled me the platform to turbocharge what it means to be human. So the way I think about it is not that technology or humans are antithetical. I want technology to be a service of my human goals. So I'm gonna let you know how this experiment goes. But again, I think the takeaway point here is that while the physical move was a physical catalyst for me to, to take an autophagy lens to my schedule and then to all of my workflows and to all of my meetings and then inspiring some of these new patterns, these new phenomena, these new organelles, these new cells. You don't have to move to make this happen. You can decide, hey, I'm going to choose tomorrow as a day. I'm going to autophagy out all the cruft that has accumulated in my life. So whether they're going to go on a physical move that makes that transition easier or this is inspirational or just uh, uh, an idea to prompt, hey, maybe I should re-underwrite everything I'm doing in my life. This is a valuable takeaway and I want to do this every single year. Again, you fast regularly. You don't just fast once and never and, and just eat, you know, 17 snacks a day, right? Fasting is a practice over a lifetime. And so is this. We should look at our lifestyles, our calendars, our activities through an autophagy lens regularly. So I think that, you know, this is something that I'll probably re-underwrite for myself at least once a year, if not twice a year, just taking a pause, stepping back, looking at all my workflows, everything on my calendar, making sure that where I'm spending my time, where I'm spending my energy is actually where I want to be investing my limited time, my limited energy. So hopefully that is helpful prompt for topic one. Now, topic two is the sense of novelty. And it's been just fun to be in a new physical environment. It's been fun to explore a new neighborhood. I'm in the Wynwood neighborhood of Miami, which is an up and coming uh, neighborhood north of Brickell, Midtown, right around Design District. So definitely a, a little bit grittier than, you know, you would say, you know, on Miami Beach, which is kind of like the Vegas Strip plus beach party town. That's like the classic Miami image, beaches and parties. Uh, this is very, very different from that. This is up and coming young neighborhood and great energy. And it's been so fun to just uh, walk around 
and explore and just see new things. And that harkens back to neural patterns and training your mind on the same stimuli. And this is one thing that I think we need to all be thoughtful of. When we do the same thing over and over and over again, it builds up skill, it builds up repetition, and that repetition builds up skill and expertise. And that repetition is oftentimes great, right? Like if you want to be an Olympic athlete or a world champion athlete or a physics Olympiad gold medal winner or the best computer programmer in the world, you of course have to spend that time refining your craft. But I would argue that there is a diminishing return when you get so repetitive that you no longer have new ideas going into your head. And that's when you start entering the same feedback loops and you no longer have new stimuli to engender new ideas. Of course, with internet, with mobile devices, we can get stimuli from our devices that is beyond our physical environment. But I think that because it's hard to carry that information and because we're physical beings, by definition, there's something primal, physical, of literally physically being in a new environment and being stimulated by new lights, new streets, new geography, new geometries of how everything lays out. So it's a fun experiment to just kind of tickle my own brain and explore new geometries, new walking patterns. And one of the things that, again, I don't necessarily feel that I'm like crazy old, but you know, I would say that I've done a decent amount in my life and it's easy for me to be jaded. I've seen a lot of stuff, done a lot of stuff and it's easy to say, hey, I've seen it all. I've done it all. Like there's nothing really to see. I've, I've traveled. I've met important people. I've, you know, done extreme challenges. I've published science papers, run businesses. It's very easy to be like, hey, I'm jaded. I've done it all. And that's where the novelty of a new city and building up a new network and a new friend circle from the ground up is so inspiring. I like having that underdog mentality, that immigrant mentality. I'm a new immigrant to Miami. Uh, of course, you know, we're, we're, you know, I'm an American, go USA, USA number one, but I'm an immigrant to Miami, to Florida. I literally got my driver's license and my Florida card on Monday. Two day, you know, a couple days ago. So I like that immigrant ethic. I like that, that chip on the shoulder. I like being a student. And I think that once we become jaded, once we've seen it all, once we're confident, once we start getting arrogance and hubris, that's when you start dying. That's when you've peaked and are going down to your downfall. And that's what I'm scared to death to be in. I never want to be the old person who is out of touch, who thinks he knows it all and has that hubris. I always want to be the dog, the underdog that's lean, aggressive, always have something to prove because I think that is how progress is done. Once you know it all, there's nothing to do. There's nothing for you to prove. And I think every great idea, invention, society, culture has that chip on the shoulder. 
And yes, there could be that golden area where you're just collecting uh, rent essentially on the initial contribution, but I never want to be just a rent taker. I always want to be a creator and that's where I aspire to be. So that novelty of putting myself basically as a new immigrant going to a new part of the world uh, re has reinvigorated that energy. And it's like a strong physical reminder of the mindset and the doggedness that I want to imbue as a part of my personality, as a part of how I do business and interact with people. So again, the physical transplantation is a helpful catalyst for this realization, but it's not required. So my push is that if you feel complacency, if you feel in, re in a repetitive rut, hopefully the idea of just at least mentally trying to trigger some sort of change in your physicality, in your daily patterns, shakes you out of that stupor and re-brings that chip on the shoulder, that immigrant ethic, that underdog ethic that I think has made America great, has made all the startups great, has made all the scientists and inventors great. I mean, everyone that in that above list had to break the mold, right? America broke the mold of the hubris of United Kingdom. Einstein had to break the mold of the hubris of Newtonian physics, of people that were just kind of standing on the shoulders of Newtons 300 years ago after his Principia that really defined physics for 300 years. Let's break the mold of Apple inventing a mold device that crushed Nokia and Blackberry. Let's be that underdog, right? So I'm excited to be that underdog again, myself. And hopefully this energy, this vibe, some of the considerations of how to put yourself in the mindset by using the physicality change can be some inspiration or some thought patterns to help you maintain that edge, that hunger that I think drives so much progress in human society. So wrapping up point two, let's go into point three, which is serendipity. And this is likely the thing that I miss the most when I was in San Francisco, locked down, and not be able to meet new people. I think we've adapted quite well with Zoom, with things like Clubhouse, all these new social platforms where you can interact and engage with people online, but we're physical beings. And there's something I, I think still there for me where if I talk to you and spend time with you in person, I have much more sense of your energy, your presence as a physical animal, in your vibe, your energy, your your pheromones, your vibe, and 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 and, and people pick up my vibe, and it's so much more meaningful, right? I've met a lot of people on Zoom calls over the last year, but just the amount of people that I've been able to have properly socially distanced outside coffees or meals with have been phenomenal, and I feel like a lot of these new friendships are going to be super impactful because one, I think we've been so starved of of meeting new people that there's absolutely that urge to get back into mixing with other people. And I feel like I'm so lucky to be able to take advantage of just that novelty again and that opportunity to be amongst the first people, especially in Miami, where it's, where it's relatively open to mix and mingle and make new friends at the right time where everyone else is trying to make new friends. So this might just be a magical moment where 
once everyone is vaccinated and or herd immunity has blasted through the entire population and whether this COVID-19 is endemic or not endemic, I think it is very clear that assuming no disasters happen, we're going to make it, we're going to be okay. You know, human civilization is going to survive COVID-19. Very confident in saying that. Hopefully, as we get there, we don't lose extra lives, nor do we destroy extra businesses that do not, not, do not need to be destroyed and lives do not need to be lost and years of health span do not need to be lost. So I'm not advocating for recklessness, but I want to just peek around the curve to six, 12 months out where things should be resolved given the current data and trajectories that I've seen that there is this magic window where we're now reintroducing normality and this is something that we all can partake in. We're all going to be going through the same transition into uh, the rest of our lives, just like all of us had to transition into uh, quarantine lives. Now, do everything you can to be thoughtful of how to gracefully make that transition back into normal life, right? This is not something that any of us wanted, but now it's an and, and for my optimistic mindset, this is an opportunity, a catalyst for you to be thoughtful of how you want to live the rest of 2021, how you want to live the rest of your life after this cataclysmic global event. And there's really no better catalyst than something so massively painful for literally the entire world. So I'm excited to make the most out of the serendipity as things reopen I get to make new friends and just mingle and make new connections. And I'm so excited to announce new projects and new collaborations and new partnerships that all have honestly been cultivated in the last couple months as I've been going back uh, into Miami and just meeting so many different people from so many different walks of life that I would never have met in San Francisco. So stay tuned for all of that. And I'm so excited for all of us to be able to capture this new excitement, this new momentum as things safely reopen up. So that wraps up point three, serendipity and capturing this unique moment as we re-enter normality where we can actually make the most of the serendipity that will be in front of us in the coming months and years. So in summary, autophagy, novelty, serendipity, underwrite, re-underwrite, and be thoughtful of what you've implemented in your life today and clear the junk that doesn't serve you any longer. Novelty, make sure you're stimulated with the interesting new information and that physical new geometries in which your physical body has to navigate is a great catalyst for you to stay young, stay childlike in terms of your mind, wanting to learn and explore. And that's why I've been excited to wanting to learn Spanish. I grew up learning Spanish uh, obviously in California, a lot of uh, Spanish speakers and grew up learning in elementary, middle and high school Spanish. So I can read, I can kind of write. My speaking is probably the poorest, but I can listen. So don't talk too much shit behind my back. So I can probably understand it. Um, but I'm really excited to learn Spanish and use it and order food and go out and use a new language because that's the type of new stimulus, the education, just, just tickling the brain, tickling the neurons in a new way where I want to keep my mind fresh and young. And then lastly, 
uh, serendipity. We lost a lot of serendipity as we all shut down and now as we're reopening up and I, I feel lucky seeing kind of the early innings of how this might play out. Uh, there was a lot of serendipity to be captured as people are reintroducing into society. So this is going to be a unique time. So as your jurisdiction, your neighborhood, your country, your state slowly reopens up, take advantage of the moment to make new friends, new connections, make new partnerships and new collaborations because 2020s, this new decade is going to be awesome. I'm super optimistic, excited to see what we all can do together to improve our individual health, our population health, our global health, both metabolically. So coronavirus is on the line. Don't kill us so easily to culturally where we have less divisiveness and more of this. How do we have pause the sun some attitude towards building more value for entire human population versus, you know, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of zero sum, you know, I got to eat yours because if you don't, you're going to eat mine type of mentality that unfortunately seems to be driving a lot of the discourse today. I want to be a banner of optimism, of hope. I'd rather be naive and idealistic than play down to uh, a doggy dog world. One, I think that's the only way to actually make change is to create and engender the world you want to live in. And two, I'm going to just have more fun being optimistic and, 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 and striking these new partnerships and new collaborations and new ideas versus trying to antagonize and uh, attack people. Why do that? Like it's, uh, I think that, that old adage that the hate that you hold really poisons yourself just as much as it poisons the other person. And it's been hard. It's been hard to self-actualize and internalize that statement, but definitely people that have rubbed me the wrong way and or, uh, you know, things that didn't work out my way that I'd like to. But I've grown from that. And I think that I've matured and evolved quite nicely from those setbacks, from those insults. So all in all, I want to just wrap up this note from a note of optimism and creating a society, creating a community that we're all going to live in. I'm super excited to be a part of the Miami community. Excited to meet all of you soon physically. If you're not in Miami or Florida, come visit. Hopefully we'll put on some physical events once it's possible to do so. But until then, find me online. I'm at Jeffrey Wu at Twitter or Instagram. Of course, follow our company account at HVMN. I'm wanting to do more uh, clubhouses. Uh, which is a new audio platform discussion app, app that I'm doing with my colleagues at HVMN, as well as friends from the Olympic community to the boxing community. So stay tuned for all of that. Please, if you have any questions or topics you'd like for me to cover, write me at podcast at hvmn.com or just tweet at me directly. Until then, stay safe, stay resilient, and uh, I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks so much.